23 minutes after 7 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We're out on Twitter and on Facebook uh, on me- at Metro FM, as say, on both of those platforms. And we kick things off now with the latest coming out of the markets. Markets having closed two hours and 23 minutes ago. And uh, joining me on the line to uh, give us the latest in company news and in business news, joined by Dumisan Nguenza, analyst out at Terebinth Capital. Dumisan, good evening. Welcome, brother. Good evening, my man. Good evening to you and your listeners, and thank you for having me back. Yeah, man. Compliments of the new year. Best wishes for 2023, man. I still time to say compliments. We'll say it until March. So uh, <laughs> you know, until the new financial year. <laughs> so, I like that. I like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Definitely, man. FY twenty two twenty three. We're still saying compliments. That being said, Dumsani, uh, before we get into some of the stories, I wanted to talk about. This afternoon, quite late, some news from Process that uh, they joined the legion of uh, tech companies who are out in uh, yeah retrenchment mood. What's happening there? Uh, this Process. Yes, Process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, you would know there's been retrenchments uh, over the last while or so. What have you made of, uh, I guess, some of that? Um, I think this comes just uh, after a spate of tech companies that have started, I think, um, laying off some employees and I think this is just on the back of a really tough 2022 mm. um, and the forecast for 2023 aren't looking that good. Um, tech companies were really down um, last year and um, we, I think uh, people are expecting some tough um, or at least downward revisions to earnings for some tech companies. So um, a lot of forecasters are also predicting um, the company or the global, um, especially the U.S., to probably be in recession towards the end of the year. Um, that'll all depend on the data that comes out and, of course, when the NBER um, declares it a recession. But it seems like it's going to be a tough outlook for the year, and I think corporates, um, having experienced 2022, um, are gearing up for even tougher 2023. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we are to shift to some of the stories, talking about retrenchments, Denny's Mushrooms, and uh, many of our listeners might know that particular brand, uh, set to, uh, I guess, let go of 315 employees uh, as uh, the largest mushroom farm in KwaZulu-Natal brought to its knees by an arson attack that uh, occurred out in September. And we also know, of course, this is a brand that is under the stable of Lipstar Holdings. Yes, some sad news coming out um, out of KZN. I think for a lot of us, we, we definitely have, um, we can relate to a family member at least being laid off and it's not good news, especially when we know in South Africa that we face such high levels of unemployment. So this doesn't aid or help that cause in any way. Um, but um, on the back of that, as you mentioned, it's just uh, due to some the strikes that happened, um, and it, and that has had an impact on operations. But also the sheer scale of, um, as I think uh, the, the the I think that the CEO mentioned, just the inti- how intense energy intensive it is. Um, for them to be producing. So um, they've come under a lot of strain um, in recent times, and, and it's unfortunate that, and it's sad that we've seen some job cuts. Mm. And, 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 you know, I mean, I guess in this moment, uh, in this case, it was an arson attack, but we also know, uh, <laughs> which is linked, I guess, to our next story on Astral, uh, that uh, the uh, shock associated with energy insecurity and load shedding uh, might also, I guess, precipitate uh, similar retrenchments in in many, many a sector, and one concerningly, 
um, is in the poultry sector. And we know a few years ago that uh, I think it was RCL that had a, you know, a poultry operation out in Hammersdale where they had to close down at the time due to import competition and uh, many jobs lost as a result, directly and indirectly. And if the same potentially happens in the Astral's operations, uh, it might uh, lead to significant bleeding of jobs. Um, uh, precisely, precisely. So there was an article um, that was released just back on the back of the communication. Um, and as you mentioned, um, input prices are going a lot higher. Um, and they reported that you know, in producing uh, per kg of chicken, it costs them two rand more to um the um sorry the cost is two and more than what it is to you know recoup that by sales. So definitely the and they also reported that earnings per share could drop as much as ninety percent um by the half by the year financial half year. So definitely um the outlook will there will be some down revisions um for the outlook for the company. It's um we hope that it won't result in um you know further job losses. But what it does definitely do is it um, and this will have implications for the FOB, um, who actually are meeting um, this week um, on food inflation. So we've seen in 2023 or 2022, rather, food inflation was uh, around 12.4%, right? Um, so under just mushrooms that we've spoken about, um, with the shortage of supply, with daily mushrooms closing down. But on the other hand, we have um, Austral mentioning that, you know, it costs them more, and obviously they need to recoup that, so chicken prices are likely to go up. Um, and what we'll see now is um, there will be some upward revisions, at least from the Reserve Bank on food inflation, and the risk of that um, is that for normal or uh, the layman, right, um, it just becomes more expensive. Um, mm. it, it hits our pockets even harder. Um, and now factor in that with some further job losses, as we mentioned at Denny, and potentially if... Um, Austral decides to go that route. So definitely the outlook for South Africa, at least from a consumer and demand perspective, is not looking, um, it's not looking good. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess, you know, if we stay with Astral, um, I mean, there are a lot of things that have contrib- contributed to uh, the crisis they find themselves in. And maybe for the benefit of our listeners, they are faced with a backlog in the broiler chickens that they produce. Uh, and this is a very particular kind of system. So you expect that chicks will spend certain amount of time, go into the next stage of growth, spend a certain time, go into the next phase, you know, be fed and so on, and then be ready for slaughter. And it seems yeah. in the case of load shedding, they are unable, even with all of the investments they've made in backup uh, generating capacity, are unable to undertake slaughtering during load shedding. And if we experience significant amounts of load shedding, that creates an environment where chickens that were supposed to be slaughtered aren't slaughtered, they grow bigger, they eat more feed, but then it does mm-hmm. present challenges. And I, I, you know, I heard on one of our sister stations, uh, a fellow from Astral make a very interesting point. He says the challenges then are on two fronts. The one is that the likes of the downstream customers, KFC, Nando's and others, they have a very particular speck of chicken size that they want uh, mm-hmm. because you know, that, I guess, is what is on their menus. But similarly for you and me, the frozen portions that we buy, I'm a 2KG IQF, you mm-hmm. know, uh, he was saying you're going to end up finding that it's two kgs, but it's fewer portions because the chickens are bigger. And you know what yeah. happens in a household. If it's fewer portions, it means there might not be enough to go around, even if yeah. some of the portions, when they are combined, add up to two kilograms. Yes. And even to add maybe a third point to that, mm. right? So what they'll find is that 
um, there'll be a, a shortage. Because um, what you have is that chickens aren't being slaughtered. Um, they're in the queue to being slaughtered. Um, obviously, they don't know that. But, you know, in the in the stores, we have fewer packages of 2 kgs that you need to buy. Mm. So now what ends up happening is that, you know, uh, prices go up because there's not enough supply. Or at least supply is not in the place that it needs to be at um, when it's needed. So there, there's a third scenario to that. But indeed, I agree, I agree. Um, and I think just putting that all those three scenarios together really does spell some sticky um, inflation, food inflation that could be, um, that you could be foreseeing um, in, in 2023. And I think that's just for the, for the layman, for the normal consumer, um, we need to remember that poultry is one of the cheaper sources of protein. Mm, um, the cheapest, yeah, so most they, probably, for most, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this will definitely hit um, the, the the layman much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess you know Astros is already saying that they're going to be passing on you know all of the cost implications of this challenging environment um, yeah. onto the consumer. But I think the other one for me that really concerns me uh, in this update they've given to the market is the comment which reads as follows: They say a large portion of the capital expenditure commitments outlined during the 2022 uh, results presentation amounting to 737 million have been placed on hold given the current adverse market conditions. We're trying to attract investment. And if you hear nearly, you know, uh, three quarters of a billion in investment being put on hold, uh, not the kind of outcome we want. And not definitely not the kind of news that we want. Um, we need growth in South Africa. Um, I think growth for this year has been forecasted to be around um, 1.6%, and that continues just to be revised downward. Um, I've been corrected on that figure, mm-hmm. but I think it's around 1.6, 1.7% for 2023 for South Africa. So um, we definitely need growth in the country, and hearing news of a halt in you know capital investment is not definitely not the news um, that we want. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'll allow me just to sure, take sure. a step back as well while we're talking about Austro, um, we also need to remember in the poultry business, right, um, we have a lot of small-scale farmers as well, so they are likely to also be hit hard. Um, um, if, if I may, there was a video on social media where a farmer was mentioning that due to, I think it was last year or two weeks ago, we ran stage six, um, that farmer lost about 14,000 chickens, uh, broiler chickens. So uh, small-scale farmers are also likely to be hit hard. Um, eggs that we buy, uh, normal eggs that we buy, also likely to be hit hard. Um, so there's a lot of uh, risks uh, around the story that has come out today. And I think what we'll see is that, you know, food producers are likely to be much, much more vocal during the year um, just around low shedding and the impacts that it has on their business. Mm-hmm. Let's just start attention now to Microsoft. Uh, many of the people listening to us are users of Microsoft Teams, SharePoint, Azure Cloud, if indeed they use that. It was down today. Um, yeah. yeah, what were the reasons? Um, so I think this was just due to um, operational um, uh, interference. Um, and this obviously has operational risk to businesses. A lot of, as you mentioned, a lot of our businesses um, are affected by Microsoft. A lot of businesses um, have taken on Microsoft products, and that just has a, a, you know, a, a, a roll-on effect. And especially in this environment where we are trying to embrace work from home and we're shifting away from that norm of coming to the office every day, um, businesses will start thinking about these as they now become a much more of a reality um, 
and that it affects um, day-to-day operations of businesses. Mm, mm. Yeah, and then uh, let's head out to Zambia, just as we wrap up. Interesting story here. Of course, many people talking up, uh, I guess, the Zambian kwacha as the currency for 2022, uh, buoyed significantly by where copper prices were uh, in 2021 and 2022. But um, uh, notwithstanding all of that, uh, they still are battling with massive amounts of um, foreign currency denominated debt. Um, And, uh, you know, I guess hoping that they can find one another in a discussion uh, alongside the World Bank to uh, try and resolve that, restructure some of the debt. Uh, It does also seem, uh, Atumsani, that uh, uh, the World Bank here is suggesting that uh, much of the delay in restructuring this debt is associated with China, uh, where the Export Credit Insurance Bank of China and uh, I think another bank, two state-owned entities, they are the biggest lenders, um, and they have a third about uh, of all of the debt uh, issued by Lusaka. And uh, I'm quite interested in your thoughts on this uh, because it does come at a very interesting time. Janet Yellen uh, has also been part of those discussions, um, in addition, of course, to the Bretton Woods institutions. Correct. Um, I think it was just, um, it has been brief for some time. Um, it is pretty tough that uh, Zambia sorts this out um, with, with China, that is, um, because Zambia right now, sorry, Zambia, um, has um, tried to restructure this debt for some time, and it's quite needed so that at least the economy can you know, um, be able to resolve this and grow. It needs growth. Um, as you mentioned, um, it has been struggling for a while, and in 2024, um, they had debt to GDP um, at about 140%. And then in 2021, at 119%. So quite high levels of debt. And uh, this restructuring is needed imminently. Obviously, China has been denying uh, these allegations that they're delaying the whole process. Um, but it is quite, it needs to be resolved quickly. I think there are about three countries that are in this uh, debt sustainability program. Um, so it is Zambia, Chad, mm. and um, I'm forgetting another name. But essentially, uh, absolutely, they, they, they need to sort out the external debt uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess it continues to be a drag, certainly on uh, you know the growth prospects of the Zambian economy, notwithstanding uh, what might be a continuing favorable price environment uh, for um, you know the, uh, the main export, which is uh, copper. Uh, but also, I guess, you know, we can't help but think that you know, they are now sandwiched in between two superpowers. Correct. Um, I think I stand corrected on the, on the, you know, the details here. But I think China, um, the way the, the restructuring is going on, it seems as if they, it, it, it'll need a deep cut um, on, on a loss that they would need to take. And they're not mm-hmm. prepared to do that. But they are willing to negotiate, which is at least on the positive side um, for uh, for Zambia right now. Um, but yes, definitely, there are some analysts that are calling for commodity prices um, to at least come. Um, there are some good forecasts for commodities in 2023. So um, depending on how that goes, if they can at least sort this debt out and be able to um, at least take advantage of you know favorable conditions, should they arise. Dumsani, pleasure catching up with you, bro. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your time and thank you for your listening.